Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And today's the day. Um, in a later segment, Will will be joining us um, for some political talk. So stay tuned for that. Um, and so I've been thinking about dating a lot lately for various reasons. Um, uh, I'm writing about it a lot. Um, I'm, and when I say writing, I'm writing articles and um, books uh, that are romantic in nature. So it, it's kind of weighing on my mind. Uh, and Will and I had a conversation about a mutual friend who told a really inappropriate story. I'm not going to go into details about this inappropriate story, um, but suffice it to say that Will and I talked about it. And, uh, you know, I said, I tell you a lot. And he looked at me, he goes, yeah, but I assume that you have permission to tell me. Which, obviously, yes, I do. Um... Because it doesn't feel right to talk about things without consent when it comes to personal relationships, um, especially when they're of a sexual nature. And that's a lesson that Moby could have probably learned, or should have probably learned, I should say. Um, For those of you who don't know, he wrote a book. Everyone's writing a book nowadays. (laughs) It's called Then It Fell Apart. And in this book, he tells this tale of meeting Natalie Portman when she was like 20. And um, how they dated. Now, there's nothing particularly scandalous about that, per se. I'm sure there are a lot of celebrities out there who have dated. But Natalie Portman took issue with this. And she fired back in um, Harper's Bazaar that she was only 18 when she met Moby. And he was, quote-unquote, creepy. And you kind of look at this and you wonder what in the world is happening? Honestly, what in the world is happening? Um, There just seems to be such a disconnect with all of this. Like, I don't know. Like, you know... We talked about Chris Kattan writing about Lauren Michaels and Amy Herculean and how he slept, how he voluntarily slept with Amy, but Lauren kind of did the creepy dad, fuck that girl type of thing. And I'm pretty sure that Chris Kattan did not seek out Lauren Michaels' permission to say this. Because there's no way Lauren Michaels would have said yes, so... Um, you know, I, but when it comes to something like dating, maybe, maybe you should seek out permission. 
I don't know. Um, anyways, as a result of this controversy, Moby has canceled his book tour indefinitely. And he says, I'm going to go away for a while. But before I do, I want to apologize again and to say that clearly this is all of my fault. Uh, He continues to say, I am the one who released the book without showing it to the people I wrote about. I'm the one who posted defensively and arrogantly. I'm the one who behaved inconsiderately and disrespectfully both in 2019 and in 1999. There is obviously no one else to blame but me. Thank you, and I'm sorry. (sighs) Okay. That is the way to clean up a mess. Take responsibility and go think about how this could have been avoided or what you can do to make it better. You know, the truth of the matter is, in a case like this, there's no arguing that movie's in the wrong. We all know it. He knows it. And he is willingly taking himself out of the controversy, saying he did wrong, and, and hoping that we'll all move on. If Roseanne had done this, I don't think her show would have been canceled. You know, that's the thing. When people own, the, own their mistakes, things don't have to end badly. But you know what does have to end is this segment. So I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So Ariana Grande has had a rough few months. Um, back in October, she broke up with Pete Davidson, her alleged, or not her alleged. Uh, she broke up with Pete Davidson, her short-term fiance, who allegedly was just using her to climb the fame ladder and got her hooked on drugs. Um, He was using her for money and whatnot. And then she had to watch as he very publicly moved on a very short time later um, with Kate Beckinsale. And I don't know that that really bothered her so much, but I can see how it could. And then, of course, rumors started flying that she was reconciling with Big Sean, who, by all accounts, is just a major douchebag. Um, Allegedly, he cheated on Ariana Grande with Naya Rivera. Um, Then he and Naya broke up. He was dating someone else and then allegedly was cheating on the new girl with Ariana Grande. Uh, He broke up with that girl, and everyone thought that Ariana was going to slide in, but something happened, and they didn't end up reconciling. Um, And throughout all of this, the silver lining has been Ariana Grande is selling music like No Tomorrow. Um, Seven Rings um, was a big hit. Thank You Next is, it was everywhere, literally everywhere. Um, 
it's really, really shocking how big that got, if I'm being honest. Um, but, um, you know, that, that silver lining may not mean anything when you're feeling sad or whatever. And she was going out on tour to promote um, her album, Sweetener. And then the, the next album, Thank You Next. Like, she put out two albums within, like, six months of one another. It's crazy. Um, that being the case. Um, she, uh, she was going to go out on tour. And then suddenly she started canceling and people were starting to whisper. Well, the official reason for her canceling her tour is um, she's ill due to an allergic reaction to tomatoes. Which, very clever. (laughs) I mean, seriously. It's a very, very clever way to, to do this. However, NC Lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights says, mm-mm, no, she's, this is not an allergic reaction to tomatoes. Apparently, um, despite what him said, uh, she wasn't able to stop taking drugs cold turkey. Maybe she did initially, but something happened and she fell off the wagon, and, according to NC Lawyer at least. And um, she's going to rehab so that the, that she can keep making money for a lot, a lot of people. Now, of course, people will argue with me and say, well, Inti Lawyer was outed as a liar and, you know, he doesn't like Ariana Grande. That's not true. The man has actually said very, very nice things about her. Um... But he also calls bullshit when he sees bullshit, so... And again, I just have to reiterate, he has been so on lately. It's really hard to discount what he says. Um, but more than that... I, you know, I've had an allergic reaction before. And yes, I didn't feel like working. For like a day. Not for... An entire tour. If she if if she was just having a problem for like a day or so, I would totally believe her. I'd be like, "All right, cool, you do you, boo." But canceling an entire tour because of an allergic reaction just doesn't make sense. I think we can all agree to that, and I think we can all agree that I'm gonna go and be right back. And I'm back. And let's talk some Ansel Elgert. Or, yeah, Ansel Elgert. So if you don't follow his Instagram, then you probably don't know where you weren't treated to this. But in the span of like 10 minutes, he posted 17, 17 shirtless selfies. Now, I can, I can hear you all thinking, well, what's the big deal? And really, there's not one. Um, when I first... It was first brought to my attention by an item on Blind Gossip. 
And I thought, like, maybe he exposed his dick or his ass or something. And I was like, all right, like, he's cute enough. I want to see this. And then I read um, D-listed. And it was just a bunch of shirtless selfies. And I was like, oh, I mean, but paired with what what Brian um, Gossip said and some of the reactions, (laughs) I thought it would be a really interesting story. Also, um, I'm going to post this on the Patreon, so if you're not a patron yet, head on over there and become one today. Well, whenever you're you're comfortable. Um, But seriously, go, because I'm going to write up an article about this um, with some of the pictures from his, uh, with some of the pictures from his, um, Instagram. And like I said, there's, there's nothing salacious or scandalous about it. He's a good-looking dude. Um, and he's very smart in that you don't even see nipple. So, um, here's what some of the people said. Zoe Kravitz said, dude, what is happening right now? LOL. Jonathan Shabin, who is besties or was besties with um, K-Trash, said, you good, lol. Um, another person said, are you drunk? Um, and another said, when you can't choose one, so you post them all. Um, another person... <coughs> another person said, thank you for your service. And the host of Who Weekly said, I love this place. Now, Ansel, for his part, has not said anything. But that's because he and the team are allegedly trying to figure out a good cover story for why this happened. According to Blind Gossip and their source, um, here's, what, here's what happened. He's already talked to his team about it. They will come out with an excuse, i.e. It was a joke. A friend did it. He was hacked. He was doing it to promote something. He was doing it to make a point. So he doesn't look ignorant. And allegedly, what they're, what they're basically saying is he didn't understand how the Instagram app worked. I don't know how how true that is seeing as he he uses Instagram all the time um and they also said you know he thought he was just taking a bunch of selfies and he was going to post one of them which could be true um you know maybe he didn't realize they were posting or something and that's what they mean but, and I can see why they would want to kind of avoid um, saying that out loud because it will make people scrunch their eyes up and say, hmm, that doesn't sound very truthful to me. Um, but, I mean, mistakes happen. And, uh, you know, like I, like I said about Moby, if, if he just screwed up, I wish he would just say I screwed up. Literally, there's nothing scandalous about this, and 
you know, the fact that he didn't take him down, though, kind of makes it seem like it wasn't a mistake, that he actually meant to really post all of those. And maybe that's what his team wants. Um, he does have a movie coming out, The Goldfinch. Um, and he's not, like, you You still hear about jo- Josh Hutchinson and um, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Gant. Um, those who were in so-called YA movies. Um, obviously, Jennifer Lawrence is huge. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe he wasn't trying to show that he can grab attention. Um, so that producers would hire him more. Just a thought. Another thought is, I'm going to go. And joining me in the next segment will be Will. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And joining me, as promised, is Will. And this time he didn't yell at me. Hey guys, um, welcome back to another Political Talk episode where we do all the big political news stories in one segment so that Ed has time to get into the juicy gossip with the rest of the podcast. It's been a while since we've done one of these, so we're going to cover two big stories tonight. Starting with the least recent, Theresa May last Friday announced that she would be resigning as the leader of the Conservative Party. And she cried. She cried, yes, uh, and stepping down as prime minister. And she was very sad about that, about both of those facts. Because she wanted to, apparently she wanted to head up Brexit. And the people did not want her to head up Brexit. (laughs) Well, um, Theresa May made delivering Brexit a central promise of her tenure back when she was first, when she first rose to the office after David Cameron resigned in 2015, um, in 2016, my bad. But her tenure is largely defined by her, was, is largely going to be defined by the fact that she did not deliver a Brexit. In fact, she, um, over, as time went on, she increasingly made more and more concessions to the far right wing of her party. Even even after the far right wing was the far right side was re- resoundingly defeated in her election that she called and no longer had the votes to support. On the one hand, many people are sympathetic towards Theresa May because. The job of actually making Brexit happen in a way that didn't fuck everything up was always going to be impossible because Brexit fucked everything up as a decision. So I was reading about Brexit and I feel like I, I know less now than before I started reading about it. Yeah, that's a pretty common Brexit feeling. Um, basically, you know, fuck knows what's going to happen now. The... Um, the EU has given Britain a new deadline to come up with a deal that they find acceptable by October. Um, and the new leadership of the Conservative Party has said that uh, no deal would be better than a bad deal, which is wrong for a wide variety of reasons, most notably potentially inflaming tensions in Northern Ireland, um, 
getting it to, getting tariffs so high that the British might not actually be able to buy food and they need to import food, uh, driving Scotland to finally issue that independence referendum that they've been threatening to do for years now and giving them enough popular support to actually do it. Dear God. So, you know, uh, <laughs> Theresa May has come under a lot of criticism in recent years for her robotic and rather sluggish debating style and response to problems that weren't related to Brexit. So she's the Donald Trump of Britain. No, no, that's Boris Johnson. Oh, my bad. Who unfortunately is now one of the, um, in the running to be the new prime minister. Pray for the English. I never say that. Or just laugh at their demise. That actually might be better. Um, so, on to the more recent and bigger piece of news. Earlier today, Robert Mueller released a statement on his report and any testimony he might give. In it, he said that Justice Department, that um, it had never been the objective of the report to charge the president with a crime, that he and his team felt that, ju- that as Justice Department guidelines said that the president could not be charged with a crime while he was in office, that his team never made an attempt to do so, that there were other mechanisms for Congress to remove a president that they thought was engaged in criminal activity. He did also add that the report stood on its own and that if he and and that if he and his team had found enough evidence to declare Trump innocent, they would have done so. Which you know pisses Trump off that this is out there now. He phrased it in a very interesting way that we did not find enough evidence to say that Trump, Trump did not commit a crime, which is a loaded way to phrase that statement. It almost sounds like he really wanted to charge Trump with something, but because of the Justice Department guidelines, he was not able to do so. It's quite clear that he felt constrained by the guidelines, and he's definitely... He has very much not said that Trump is innocent, but he's also, and he's also said that the report should stand on its own and that it's his final word on the subject and that he will not, and that any testimony he will provide is just stuff that people could have written the report. If Barr and Trump would have ever actually let the unredicated report be read. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Trump and his personal defense attorney, William Barr. Well, so that's, um, that is almost certain to revive impeachment debates among the Democratic Party, but probably won't do anything for uh, the Republicans, who probably, um, as long as he enacted their policies and allowed them to remain an economic power, probably would support him past the point he declared a dictatorship. Although, to be fair, uh, Representative Amash from, I believe, Michigan, my home state, um, has broken rank and said that Trump should be impeached and he supports impeachment, which seems to be... Oh yeah, that, that is true. And apparently, Representative Amash got a uh, hero's welcome in his first town hall back at home. 
So the people of Michigan, at least, seem to be um, t- thoroughly tired of this fucker. Speaking of which, um, Trump has, by this point, basically refused to perform his duties or uh, sponsor any kind of legislation while there's an ongoing investigation of him. Although he, he would say that if Obama did this, it was unpresidential and impeachable. Yeah. Uh, sorry for putting um, Trump's extortion of Congress seven and a half minutes into, that, into this podcast. Trump's attempted extortion of the other branches of the federal government. But by, that, by, by this point, it's really just what we expect of him. You, and the one person who is really blowing my mind, and you, I, you guys know I never liked her before, is Nancy Pelosi. She is not taking his shit for anything. Nancy Pelosi has recently been um, cultivating a reputation as the adult in the room, which actually seems to be going over pretty well and has significantly raised her standing among the Democratic Party and general, and pro- probably among the nation as a whole. And, you know, her ability to keep the Democrats together, because by this point, the Democrats would be falling all over themselves, fighting over whether to impeach or not. And she's really held them together for as long as she possibly can. Yeah. uh, You know, well, you know what I say about um, the biggest problem in our country's political system. What's that? The Republicans have no souls and the Democrats have no balls. And now that will be forever recorded. <laughs> we will be right back. Or more accurately, Ed will be right back. And I'm back. So, okay. I, I've i never told this story before. At least not to you guys. Um, and I very rarely tell it. Um, maybe sometimes to writing groups on Facebook. But I never go into the full story. But I'm going to... Um, give a few more details than normal now. Um, and there's a reason why I'm going to lead into it. <clears throat> so, a few years ago, I was, and Mandy might remember this actually, I was writing what I thought was going to be the next big YA romance. Um, basically, um, it was a a zombie twilight type thing except for you know better written because I have much more talent than Stephanie Meyer (laughs) so I'm writing this and out of nowhere um the main male character kills his girlfriend's mother and I was so traumatized by this, that I stopped writing the entire, like, I just stopped. Because I have no idea, I, and I, to this day, I don't know, because that was never part of my planning. I'm sure eventually I'll revisit, um, I'll revisit that plot line, or that book. Um, but I, in that moment, I just had to stop. Because I didn't know what happened. And Jane Fonda said kind of the same thing to The Hollywood Reporter. Um, They were doing their Queens of Comedy edition. And 
they said, and she told them that during season one of her hit Netflix show, Grace and Frankie, she suffered a breakdown. And um, and it was triggered um, because her character is abandoned or by her husband of more than 40 years. Which is literally the premise of the show, so I'm not sure um, what happened. Maybe um, maybe it was as the scripts broke down or something. Um, I mean, I, I'm assuming that there had to be something more because literally the premise of the show is there, Grace and Frankie's husbands leave them, forcing them to become roommates. And eventually best friends. Um, Here is what she told the Hollywood Reporter. It took me a season to care for my character. I had to go back into therapy and start Prozac. It took me a long time to figure out my relationship with this character. I had a nervous breakdown during the first season. And I discovered it's because the very first episode our husbands tell us that they are going... To leave us after 40 years and marry each other. And that triggered abandonment. Oh, this is not a good thing to be talking about. And, again, I, I'm i trying to be empathetic and sympathetic here. But, this, is, this was not a big surprise. Maybe it was slipping in, into the actual role that gave her some trouble. Um, because she does go on to talk about how similar she and Grace are. She says, it was a big trigger, and I didn't realize that a character in a comedy could really, could actually, uh, trigger something very profound. And so I love her, and I learned to invite her into the room. Here's the thing, and, you know, I love me some Jane Fonda, um... In a second, I'm going to tell you about an encounter I had with her. And, I, I, you know, she's an actor's actor. She's very in the moment and very, I'm Jane Fonda. And that's all well and good, you know, and that's exactly what we expect of her. But there's a part of me that's like, girl, get your shit together. I mean, really. (laughs) Um, Anyway, she says um, that her and Grace are already so very similar. And she said, I don't really want to have to be anything like her. We have too much in common as it is. Um, And she has alleged that Roger Vandom, Tom Hayden, and Ted Turner all cheated on her throughout their marriages. So, going back to talking about her being uh, like Grace, whether or not she wants to admit it or whether or not she wants to say she is, she most definitely is. So, okay, I'm gonna... When I worked at the Natural History Museum... She came in. I was walking with a co-worker. And... 
Um, she walked up to my coworker. Didn't address me at all. She just walked up to my coworker and said that she wanted, you know, her granddaughter was cold and could my coworker please go get her a sweatshirt and handed her some money. And she was every inch the diva that you would expect James Honda to be. So we we went to the gift shop, got the got the sweatshirt, and it was a little bit too small or something, and she threw a big fit. Um and then realized that the reason why it was a little bit too small was because her granddaughter had on um you know, she had it was overclothes. If if it wasn't over um over clothes, it would have fit perfect. But there was no thank you, no I'm sorry or anything like that. And, you know, I asked around and that's first of all, that was not the first time that something like that has happened. But that's just how she you know, she's been so rich, so famous for so long that that's just expected of her now. That's just how she communicates with people. And I was honest, honestly astonished by this. Um, so when she says she doesn't want to be like Grace, Grace is very much in that same vein. Do what I want, do what I tell you, and do it now. And... You know, for the most part, I get it. But there's still a part of me that's like, oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. Um, so that's going to do it for tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, thank you all so much for listening. That's why we do it. Uh, as far as I know, we'll, won't be joining us again this week. But there's always next week. Um, so until next time, cheers. <laughs>